Welcome to the Give Your Witness podcast, brought to you by Give Your Witness Ministry, a ministry for the saints, by the saints, and now for your host of the program, Billy Ray Parrish. Welcome and thank you for joining us. This is the Give Your Witness podcast for Give Your Witness Ministry, a ministry for the saints, by the saints. I am Billy Ray Parrish and today's message is about the Trinity. The Trinity is a very fun, exciting, interesting, controversial, and confusing issue. So I hope I can be of some assistance in this message find you well. My favorite subject to discuss in the Christian faith is the Trinity. And while I enjoy discussing it, many others find it to be the most difficult concept to understand in Christian theology. There are many different ideas and theories that surround the Trinity, and many are interesting to entertain. However, the significance of the Trinity goes beyond personal belief, as our understanding of the Trinity will dictate and guide how we view Jesus Christ. For many Christians like myself, there is no doubt that Christ is God, but for many others, they are uncertain. Many denominations have doctrines that deny Christ's deity. In denying that Christ is God, however, these people do much more than just argue doctrine, as they stand in disagreement with what the Holy Bible says about Jesus Christ and reject the claims made by Christ himself. Before we go any further, Let's define what Trinity is. The word Trinity is not found anywhere in the Gospels, so many believers try to dismiss the doctrine, but this is impossible to do because Scripture connects the dots so clearly. The original church father, Tertullian, was the first one to discuss the Trinity using this exact term. This is a very good lesson, but for this podcast, let's not discuss Tertullian but stay on the Trinity. Merriam-Webster defines Trinity as the unity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as three persons in one Godhead, according to Christian dogma, as well as a group of three closely related persons or things. Therefore, we can define Trinity as the Godhead, where there are three parts, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. To answer this question, we must not look to what man says, but rather to what Scripture says. As Christians, if we do not look first to what the Bible says, but explore the different explanations of man, then we have to seriously look at ourselves in the mirror and ask, where is our heart? Scripture reads, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also, Matthew 6 and 21. If our heart is where man is, then we are not bought into Christ and are not of Christ. At best, we are lukewarm. Revelation 3 and 16 reads, So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. In other words, Christ does not want us to be on the fence, but he wants us to be sold out and on fire for him rather than this world. While there are different belief systems that relate to the Trinity, what should be clear to every Christian is that there is one God. This should be forefront regardless of what denomination we cling to. 
There is only one God, and we are told different times in Scripture that we are to worship only one God, and that we are to have no other gods before Him. While this is simple, there is a big problem that comes from adhering to the title God, because God is only a position. I hope I didn't confuse you there. Although this is a fun topic, it is a very deep one. The importance of not adhering to a title is that God does have a name. If we only worship the title, then we get confused about who God is. The Christian faith is a monotheistic one, but when we talk about Trinity or three, then people are confused because three would normally be polytheistic. This would be correct, but the Trinity is not three persons. And this is the importance of understanding who, not what God is. Scripture tells us, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. It's significant to note that Christ says in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, because he points to all three forms of the Trinity as one rather than just referring to one part of the Trinity. Christ, on different occasions, pointed to his deity explaining, I and my Father are one, John 10 and 30, which is crucial because Christ was saying that they are one in the same rather than one family or one group, as I have heard others try to explain. Remember, Christ was not bashful to say something while he was on earth, and his word is clear on this. Because God's word does not change, God does not change. And his word stands just as true today as it did then, which is why we should always be within God's word, whether it's a paper book Bible, the electronic Bible, biblical software, and on and on. It's not important what source you are using as long as you are in the word. The Bible is defined as the word of truth. So when God references John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, with Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, we understand that both God and the Word have always been. They've always been since the very beginning. By rightly dividing the Word, we can translate what John writes as, The Word was here when the beginning began. It did not come into existence with the creation of the earth. Rather, it has always been. Scripture reads, For the Father loveth the Son, and sheweth him all things that himself doeth, and he will shew him greater works than these that ye may marvel. John 5 and 20. We learn that the relationship of the Father and the Son is not one of master and slave, far from it, but is one of equality and unity. So then... Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 and 17. This equality and unity is not one of family, but of oneness. 
Dietrich Bonhoeffer perfectly explains that nothing can be known either of God or man until God has become man in Jesus Christ. Alistair Begg and Sinclair Ferguson write in their book, Name Above All Names, that this book, as its title suggests, is a brief exposition of what Christians often refer to as the person and work of Christ. End quote. But they go on to explain, once people stop believing in the God of the Bible, they don't believe in nothing, they begin to believe in anything. Because of people's lack of understanding or their inability to comprehend, they limit God based on this inability which causes confusion, and this leads to accepting just anything. I've witnessed this. Sadly, people who are unable to comprehend something are looking to believe in something, and they latch on to just anything. The first thing that comes out even. Scripture tells us, but to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. 1 Corinthians 8 and 6, Scripture goes on to say, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Colossians 2 and 9. At the top of the program, I did mention that the Trinity is my favorite subject to discuss in all of Christian theology, but it is a very lengthy one, so I hope I do my best to make this a little bit easier for you. 1 Corinthians 2 and 10 explains, But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yeah, the deep things of God. This is a very deep topic. Throughout the fifth chapter of John, we learn much about Christ and his relationship with the Father. This is very important for believers. And Christ is adamant that what he does is not because he is forced to. He's not coerced into it, but rather it's because the Father and the Son are united together as one. Scripture says, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. John 5 and 31. In 1 Peter 2 and 2, Peter explains how salvation is through God the Father and sanctification of the Spirit and blood of Jesus Christ. And here we see that the Trinity is crafted together perfectly. It connects the dots. So we don't have to have that word Trinity. By staying in the word, we read in Isaiah 7 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a son. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And this shall be cross-referenced with Matthew 1 and 23 that foretells the same event. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. This is an important link where God the Father and God the Son are one and the same. John 14, 26 goes a step further, adding, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all the things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. In other words, we see the God of the Bible as three persons in one. Not three persons as three different entities, which would be an example of polytheism. This is where the triune God comes from, and Jeremiah described Christ as the one true creator. If this was a math class, we would be able to write the Trinity as J3, or Jesus to the third power. 
We know that the Father is eternal because He's always been here since the beginning of time. He is the creator of all things, and because His name is Christ, we know that Christ is eternal. And when we dig a little deeper in the Scripture, we see that the Holy Ghost is eternal as well. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offer Himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Hebrews 9 and 14. Christ proclaimed His deity many times throughout Scripture, and His deity was foretold before He was born as Christ, before His earthly ministry, before His death, His resurrection, and His ascension into heaven. And with this, it's easy to conclude that God's name is Jesus Christ or Emmanuel, God with us. Unfortunately, our time is up for today. I hope you have enjoyed our time together and it's been a lot of fun. I ask you to please subscribe to us on social media and follow our content and help us spread the word of God throughout the land. I am Billy Ray Parish for Give Your Witness Ministry, a ministry for the saints by the saints. This has been the Give Your Witness podcast. Until next time, friends, stay safe and God bless. And God bless America.